0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Old School, New School, a podcast on the adventures here at Esteem Academy. I am your host, Guide Nicole, and with me today, I have two very special guests, Bill Tyler and Erin Uren. So I want to start off by saying, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today. You're very welcome. Um, we're going to explore this episode's topic together on encouraging students towards innovation and producing technologies. But before we jump into that, I wanted to give each of you a moment to tell us a little bit about yourselves and then also a little bit about your connection to STEM Academy. So whoever wants to go first. Yeah.
1: All right, I can go first. Awesome. Um, so, like you said, my name's Ernie Wren, and uh, I've been a parent here for two years, I and mean, my kids have been students here. Hey. Um, and uh, for a living, I uh, work for Sony uh, Computer Entertainment, um, and uh, we uh, produce uh, the, the product behind PlayStation Now. Um, and uh, for that, I'm a release engineer, and I work with a lot of different technologies, but, um, I first got excited about esteem because uh, when we came here and uh, we started really getting interested and started looking into what it does, I realized that the way that they're encouraging uh, our kids to learn is the exact same way that I learn at work. Um, you know, instead of uh, having somebody that sits there as this like all-knowing person that you you know go to and you ask your questions and they give you an answer, uh, instead, like the kids are encouraged to. Uh, figure it out for themselves in a way that makes sense. You know, they're they're encouraged to resource themselves. They're encouraged to ask uh, their their peers um, and learn from experiences of others. And that's exactly the tools that you need, I think, to succeed in this world. Um, so I was super, super excited. Um, and I've been here ever since. Yeah. Still excited.
0: Thank you. And we're excited to have you. And, and you're so spot on, like, when you talk about, like, they learn here how we work in real life. Um, and I think anybody who... Uh, is um, in management or runs a company or or works in a collaborative environment understands there is nobody there that's the all-knowing, all-being, fix-it-all and tell you what to do because they don't hire people (laughs) who can't figure things out. That's why you hire your team, right? You want a a collaborative team who's going to come up with innovation and ideas and, and cool solutions, even if they don't work. Yeah. At least they're attempting you to come up with it. something. Exactly. Absolutely.
1: And you learn so much more from the things that don't work. Yes. Uh, oh, every time. Uh, yep. <laughs> every time.
0: Every time. And again, so like that's the thing that excites me too about our heroes here is, is from the very early age, that's how they're interacting. Um, and can you just imagine when they're now a member of the workforce mm-hmm. and bringing those very well-honed skills, not learning them whilst, you know what I mean, beginning their career, um, but instead... Uh, those skills are are really well-earned and, and and
2: already functioning at that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm Bill Tyler. I've got uh, two kiddos here um, on our fifth year now, I think Yeah, you guys have been Uh, with us since the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, you know, I love it for all the same reasons Um, that that's exactly what brought us to it. Yet the idea that, you know, they get to learn to figure this stuff out now instead of later. And, and that just is a wonderful thing. Yeah. So, and they get the chance to do the things that they want to do and, and, you know, they're not confined to a scripted program. And they can say, you know what, I want to build drones. Yeah, let's build some drones. Or I want to fly some rockets. Yeah, let's fly some rockets. Oh, yeah, we'll do some reading and some other stuff. when, you know, when we're when we're done with this. But yeah. you know, we we have a, a, a little bit of say in what we do. Mm-hmm. And, right. and that to me is a very cool thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, that whole idea like, yes, we're going to learn reading, writing and math, right? And and that those basic skills and knowledge are important, but it's really how you apply them mm-hmm. applicably throughout life. Yeah. And that's where real learning happens, yeah. in the mm-hmm. doing, not in the, you know, the theory and just, you know, being, you know, exploring an idea and a topic. You're like, oh, okay, cool. You have to actually go out and apply, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, that information that you attained in a practical experience to see how it works and, and when it doesn't. And, and how it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. And I should mention that both of you are parents of... Discovery heroes and that mm-hmm. at esteem Academy is actually our youngest group of heroes, ages five to eight um, and discovery uh, just won the session one studio-wide competition between all of our studios in the school for best overall exhibition of learning mm-hmm. at our exhibition.
1: It's pretty impressive.
0: I, I it our youngest heroes cool. rise to the <laughs> yeah. occasion frequently yep. in impressive ways. Mm-hmm. You know, for those who um, don't listen or are just now tuning in or, or wondering what is an exhibition of learning, an exhibition of learning is an event we have at the end of each session here during, throughout the course of our school year where our heroes are then showcasing and sharing uh, the results of that particular session's quest and any challenges or deliverables that they had associated with that quest. So, for example, this session um, Discovery is doing uh, Backyard Scientist um our explorers are doing bridge breaking bridge building and breaking so we're learning all about bridges and engineering and um and then our pathfinders are doing um oh forensic science Mm. i love the i love these quests they're very exciting quests so so they'll be challenged with a series of challenge um challenges throughout the session with projects with deliverables and they'll ultimately show up at exhibition and show their final work And I personally believe that exhibition of learning is where some of the greatest actual growth and learning in our heroes happens. Mm -hmm. To not only have to present your work, um, but to then stand up and defend it. You know what I mean? Against people asking questions or to get, you know, um, critical feedback. You know what I mean? To hear where it's like, oh, I don't really get this or that didn't quite work the way that you thought it was going to work is so amazing. And it just, you see it, you see it after they've been here for a while. They just those exhibitions I think are really where the yeah. magic mm-hmm. is happening. So
1: I really, I, I know, um, I've been to a couple of them now. And one of the things that I really appreciate is how interactive it is. Like you think about like a, if you go and defend a dissertation or something like mm-hmm. that, you have interaction, you have questions being asked and then watching the kids kind of like, um, you know, cert, perfect their approach to different parents as they walk up, you know, you get a different, you could go to the same, uh, exhibition or the same booth, you know, or something like that from at the beginning and at the end, it'd be different. Um, And Mm. that's kind of neat just to see the kids like adapting and finding that that balance and how to best uh, Show what they've learned and what they've done
0: Yeah, which Mm. ultimately I think leads to some of the most articulate young people I've ever met in my life Anybody who's ever had a conversation (laughs) Um with some of our heroes would agree Mm -hmm. Um, And those who start with us very early and very young and then come up through the program Mm -hmm. by the time They're even eight nine years old. I mean they can hold a conversation that frankly a lot of adults are incapable mm-hmm. of holding. <laughs> and, <laughs> and not
2: even just that but presenting right mm-hmm. maybe manning booths at conferences or mm-hmm. even project-based work is you know you 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 go off you do something you present findings yeah i mean that's that's you know real world work analog
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And even, you know, I'll give you an example. When we promote our learning labs, our summer program, right, which is open to everybody outside of the academy, we'll do this big, huge spring break tour. We call it the mm. tour where we go all over the city and we host these free fun events so people get a little taste of what the labs are about. Mm. And it's gotten to the point now where literally it's it's manned entirely by heroes who go to the academy mm-hmm. from wow. youngest, you know, six, seven, eight, all the way up to our 13, 14, 15-year-olds. And we have to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and frankly, they're better at you know, talking about the experience and telling mm-hmm. them what they're going to be doing and, and, and you know, sharing you know, the, the tools and the technology than we even are. It's pretty impressive to watch.
2: Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to go ahead and dive into today's topic. So again, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'll state the topic again. Uh, I'll share the associated questions, um, at which point we will open just a free form dialogue to explore the topic. Um, we, I would like to invite you today to follow what we have in the studio, which we call our rules of engagement when our heroes are uh, sitting around discussing, debating topics. Um, and we're going to be adding to the conversation by using phrases such as, I agree, blah, 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 oh, or I disagree, blah, 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 or you know, I'd like to add on this, that, and the other. Um, okay, so again, our topic for this episode is going to be encouraging students towards innovation and producing technologies. And some of the questions that we're going to be diving into is, how can we be encouraging students towards innovation and towards producing these new technologies? How far should we be pressing them, should we be pressing them, to produce content, product, publish content or product or market their content or product? How can students producing technology find a mentor in the real world? And where should students be looking for up-to-date innovation and inspiration and leadership? what should they be looking towards producing? Where is it? What does the future look like for these heroes? All right. So who wants to start and jump in? Should
2: we start with the first one?
0: Yeah, go for it.
2: So I think it's, um, you know, in my mind, it's always A, expose them, you know, let them see what, what's out there, what, what can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, you know, get get, get an interest going. get um, You know, foster that interest and, you know, see if they take it. Um, you know, I think it's not ne- not necessarily something you can force. You know, if they don't want to do it, they're not gonna do it. And this comes from lots of robotic kits and pr- electronics <laughs> projects that are piled up in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then it just kind of became, you know, you know, one day they just said, "Oh, hey, here's this. Let's do this." Oh, wow, okay, I, I put that away years ago, but now you wanna do it? Cool, right? You know, and, and then just kind of and then realize that it comes and goes. Yeah, this is great fun for the weekend, and then next week I'm out on. I don't wanna do that anymore. Okay.
0: <laughs> so what I think I heard you say mm-hmm. was, is what's critical is, one, exposure, just having opportunity mm-hmm. to be able to have, you know, technologies and kits mm-hmm. and tools and, you know, things that introduce these ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also to remove your own personal expectations of what their interest in it and their exploring and discovery of it should look like. Uh,
2: uh, allow the flexibility. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll do it when they want to, when they don't. You just have to accept it, right. and then, and then after some time, that'll turn into a more um, founded interest, or it won't. And then you got to be flexible enough to go, you know, with with, with them what they want to do. Riley's all about a food truck; he wants a restaurant. Nice. That's great. Okay, you know, we'll do that, and we'll talk about robotic pizza makers along the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, these are the things that we, like we find, they and they're like. Someone. Well, yeah. And, and that comes up and he's like, Oh my God, that's so cool. Now I'm in robotics track for a while and kind of, kind of you know, go back. Right. Um, so, so for me, it's, it's kind of allowing that and, you know, saying, okay, you know, when there's an interest, foster it, you know, I try to do a lot of it myself and let them see it. And sometimes they'll, they'll kind of, Oh, well, okay. You're doing something fun. Let's do it. Let me help. Yep. Um, you know, and I think, and, and for me, that's the way it is. You know, it's, 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 it's exposure, it's interest. It's, it's letting them know it's there that you don't have to be, you know, somebody on TV, you know, to do these things, you know, yeah, you too can do it. Yep. It's there. If you want to do it, we'll do it. Yeah. Cool. At least now. And then, you know, a little bit later, it turns into something different, but
0: right. Right. Aaron agree, disagree? Yeah,
1: I, on? I completely agree with all those things. Um, uh, there's so much good stuff there. Um, I think that that's a huge thing is, um, oftentimes like uh, the things that matter to you and stuff like that uh, there's at least a piece of that that your kids are also interested in and when you show an interest in it they're interested in the same thing that they see adults and people that they look up to that are interested in and so um i think that that's a place where i see like some things go wrong is when they try and dumb it down to a level that they understand that that's not what you care about or what they see people that they look up to caring about and they want to do the big things they want to do like that type of stuff and so um, I think that that's really important is like sharing an interest with them and, um, and really bringing them into that experience in a way that's not patronizing or anything mm-hmm. like that. Cause they can sense that stuff. Yep. They know. Um, additionally, like, um, when, when I was thinking about the, the question, like two of the big things that came out to me, and I, I think this is what you touched on a little bit too, is, is interest. Um, you know, uh, and I think that that's one of the places again, where, you know, learning can go so wrong if you try and like force someone to learn something um, you know i remember my entire like college and high school life i was not good at math And um, then I, uh, which is weird for somebody that graduated with a computer science degree. um, I got through that by uh, the thing I was interested in was programming my uh, scientific calculator. And so like Mm -hmm. I programmed it to solve calculus problems for me and then I'd work my way up and I'd work my way back and just kind of hope that the work kind of lined up in the middle. Um, But you know, now I feel like I have an appreciation for that stuff because I understand how it's applied. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you get into something where you're like, Oh, I need to find the area under her curve. Okay. Now I actually have to go back and learn that calculus and it sticks because there was an application to it. There was something I cared mm-hmm. about that that was, was a gate to,
0: it was relevant mm-hmm. and yeah, applicable exactly. to your life mm-hmm. in a very real world. Yep. Yeah, way.
1: And. That's what I see, like uh, my kids uh, getting excited about is things that are relevant and applicable. Like my daughter wants to build a robot that can clean and like make her bed for her, uh, <laughs> because you know that's that's a real life I'll, problem. I'll order one of those. Yeah, I'll Order one. <laughs> when it's ready. Um, and so you know, like figuring out how to uh, you know break that stuff down into something that they care about, I think is huge. Mm-hmm. And um, so that that was one thing. And then one of the other things I thought about is just. Um, gamification and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like you know obviously you know games are relevant to all walks of life uh, being in at least a segment of the gaming world and uh, you know having that be part of my business I see that like from you know kids that are like five to adults that are like 50 like every like games are interesting and inherently fun Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and so I think that's another big way of uh, making things interesting and relevant. Um, it's just finding, uh, and again, it's, it's a common interest. It's something that is naturally kind of addictive and fun and uh, people want to engage with it.
0: There are so many things that you said there that I'm like, yes, 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 let's go with this. Let's on this right. But one of the things that, that you spoke to, which, which, I'm, which I, I'm just like, yes, 100%, was the, the statement of don't dumb it down and that has been one of the motivating factors for when i launched the film school you know many years ago before STEAM even became esteem and and as we continue to build this you know co-learning community here not only for our heroes but for our parents and everybody who walks through the doors it was just this idea of we don't have to dumb things down for mm-hmm. anyone and especially not for our kids yes. mm-hmm. they are so brilliantly capable uh-huh. um, of of going so deep into something if we simply just you know stop Patronizing them and mm-hmm. assuming they can't—we we, we right. put that in yeah. there in their in yeah. your brain. We mm-hmm. put that you know um, that b- barrier, that blockade in front of them. They don't put themselves there naturally. Yep. Yep. Um, they so, can do anything. Just ask them. And, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, and they're not afraid really until mm-hmm. we you know impose our own fears on them. So I agree with you 100% that not dumbing things down, giving them exposure to it, recognizing that our kids. Um, already kind of look to what we're doing in our interests. You know, we have three sons who have a lot of artistic tendencies and filmmaking tendencies Mm -hmm. and and music tendencies. And and a lot of those track back to the passions that their dad and I share. But what's been really great is to give them the room, which I think is hard for some parents, right? Mm -hmm. Like you step in because... You want them to maybe be more successful with it than to you do were. do right. Yeah, to do, yeah, to do all the to things that, up, you, know. yeah, that mm-hmm. you did wrong. And, and so, you know, if you just do this, but it's like, no, 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 you found your path, mm-hmm. right? And they need to find theirs. So I love watching um, our kids share some of our common interests and common passions. But it's also been great to kind of step back and go, now, where are you going to take this? And how are you going to apply it? And Mm -hmm. where is it going to lead you to in the future? Mm -hmm. And some of those paths look very similar in the same ways that we walked, you know, their father Mm -hmm. and I, and some of them, you're like, I (laughs) would have never thought to -hmm. go that direction with it. That's amazing.
2: But then they're also doing it 20 years earlier in life than maybe you guys did. So now, you know, you're, you're coming out of your childhood, having figured all this out.
0: Oh, for sure. I've always said, like, if I, You know, when I was 20 and I left small town USA and set out on on my adventure, I finally actually got to live Mm -hmm. what we do here at this academy (laughs) every day. And I can't even imagine what I would have been like had I this been fostered from from Mm -hmm. an early age, what that would have allowed me to accomplish
1: later in those life adventures. Yeah. And I, I think that, I mean, I think every parent out here can kind of share this a little bit and, and you certainly see it with any kid that comes to esteem um, is that um, I feel like one of the ways that I learn the most is that, um, in those little times where, um, my daughter says like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And like my knee jerk reaction as a lifelong pragmatist is like <laughs> all the things that like are blockers there and stuff like that. And then just stopping myself, like taking mm-hmm. a step back, watching her and then realizing like, Oh actually yeah that that is kind of like you could do some of this like you you could really get into this mm-hmm. and like seeing like how bold and unafraid they are to just jump into that stuff mm-hmm. uh it's great
0: yeah yeah agreed.
2: agree and, and sometimes they run into those blockers yep. like you anticipate but sometimes they don't and sometimes yeah, they find workarounds or sometimes you know you just who knows what happens? Sometimes they That's put it the down and walk yep.
0: away from it. And they're like, I don't have the bandwidth to do this right now. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. And then six months later, they come back, and now they have a whole they got new it all worked ability, out. Yeah, to deal with it and take <laughs> it to the next level. Yep. So,
2: yeah. And also, and, and with that, it's it's also, you know, yep, you did it. Now what? Yep. You know, what's the next thing? Yeah. Right? It's 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 great. You did that, and it turned out how it turned out. You know, it may not have been or it may have been you know, absolutely what they wanted, but it, it's always the, the what's next. Right. You know, do it again, do it better, do it differently
0: Right.
2: do the next thing, how is it related
0: well and then what do you do with it so that's going to actually that leads us nicely into the next question um, how can students producing technology find a mentor in the real world um, and, and we'll go down that in just a minute but real quick I wanted to go back and revisit your comment on Riley and his food truck mm-hmm. and then how Um, at the same time you were talking about robotic pizza makers, right? Which now becomes very relevant to, you know, maybe a passion or a purpose or a business here, Mm -hmm. but then ties back to this exposure and this need for knowledge on robotics. Mm -hmm. And so really looking as a parent and serving as our kids ultimate guides, you know, through this journey of, of those opportunities to connect it back. Like maybe he put down robotics, you know, six months ago, but now he's interested in this and you're like, Oh, but. Here's that connection, mm. and just mm-hmm. drop planting that seed. That's really all you ever have to do. It's kind of just say, "Do you understand how this correlates with this?" Right. And then they're like, "Oh, okay, well, get out of my way." You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah.
2: and we've done something similar. to That we've got a um, we've got a 3D pancake printer.
1: Oh, that's awesome! So, so
2: it actually you can do a design, and it'll you know it'll extrude pancake mix onto the griddle, and oh you know, my what? goodness. They, they've got you know dinosaur designs and uh. spaceship designs and all that, and they just love it that
0: is so is that his food truck like 3d printed pancakes it should be that's, that's so cool right Right. That, that's a component of it
2: and that's where it goes into okay well you know to go from there to a pizza you know it's not a whole lot different yeah oh, you know pizza parlor. so now it's what else can you do on oh, tacos all right why not you oh my know, god what, what can you what, what could you not make that way
0: right and what is so Spaghetti great?
2: Spaghetti pasta might be a little challenging, a little, but you know, kind of messier, right? just a challenge to be worked on.
0: Well, and I love it because then they're going to bring in this whole entrepreneurial aspect of now how do you build this? How do you take this and turn it into a business? And, you know, our Children's Business Fair we have every year, mm-hmm. which I also love. I love so many yes. things a year, but the, the Children's <laughs> Business Fair boggles my mind. If you have not attended, um, are gone to a children's business fair. There, there are plenty of them, um, all around acting academies all throughout the country and around the world that host children's business fairs and even other groups and organizations that host children's business fairs. I highly recommend them. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes it can be very simple, right? Business doesn't have to be overly complicated. Business is business, but sometimes the, the things that these, again, young entrepreneurs come up with, and then to have to come to this business fair and, you know, um, try and sell and break even and understand mm. your profit margin and, you know what I mean? And your cost, you know, of doing business versus, you know, it's, it's just amazing.
2: Yes, it is. It's great fun. <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: So let's go back though to how can students who are producing technologies like find a mentor in the real world. And that kind of also ties back to a point you said earlier where you don't nest necess- in the information error, you know, how difficult is it to get the information? you know what i mean but then also where do you find a mentor who's going to help you kind of parlay it and or do you need one i I don't know
1: oh something happened (laughs) um (laughs) um, yeah um so i guess i have a couple of thoughts on that um one would be uh no uh i i guarantee that you uh that you and or your child know someone around you that does something that they're interested in Um, and maybe it's not like right on point, but it's close enough that, you know, they have some ideas and stuff like that. And maybe just, um, you know, encouraging them to walk up and have a conversation, you know, with someone, um, and, uh, you know, again, like our kids are not unbold, like they, Mm -hmm. they, they can do that stuff. It's the, it's the rest of society and culture that tells them that it's not okay to just walk up and talk to an adult. Mm -hmm. But like. Um, most adults want to talk about things they're interested in things that they're passionate about. So, um, I have yet to see, you know, both in my own experience when I was growing up and then also in my own, in my kids' experience, like a kid, a, an adult that just like really shuts them down. Sometimes mm-hmm. like the interest isn't quite there or maybe it doesn't quite line up, but that's okay. Um, you know, but by and large, usually people are excited to talk about what they do, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of fun to like, think about it in a way like, uh, that, you know that relates to a kid and Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you have to like, almost like rethink about what you do a little bit to like, Mm -hmm. kind of like thinking through it and you're like, oh, like I can relate it this way and this way. And like, this is kind of what we talk about and um, it helps you learn it better too. Um, I know that when I was growing up and I was in high school, uh, my dad also worked for a software company at the time down in Southern California. And um, he had an engineer and he, just arranged for me to come into the office one time, and uh, I, we ended up striking up a chat, and um, that conversation kind of changed the way that I thought about technology, and thought about like how accessible it was to me, and where I could get involved, and what I could do with it, and stuff like that. And uh, you know, it was certainly pivotal for me, um, even though I, I don't know if the guy even remembers who I am, but uh, it, was, it was really neat. And um, it turned me onto a lifelong love uh, for the Ruby language, the Ruby programming language. Mm. Um, which I think is still uh, super interesting and relevant, especially for kids. It's an easy like entry point. Um, All right. I've got more stuff I could say, but I'll, I'll, I'll let people <laughs> chime in instead of just having a monologue.
0: No, no, just just preach it. No, yeah. but I, I think, you know, I love what you said, one, first our kids, you know, are so bold. And and again, I don't think that the challenge or the issue or the thing we've got to figure out here is how to get the kids to do it. I think we have to figure out how to get more adults to open up to the fact that they already can. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time you get up into our upper studios, you're going through the apprenticeship badge process and trying to find apprenticeships and reaching out to mentors anyway like they we've got these challenges for them to figure out how to go out and and do this but it's interesting to me and then we, we try to bring in guest heroes here to speak to our kids, which always cracks me up because they always seem to have (laughs) mind blown. Like, did they really just ask those questions? And you're Mm like, yes, they did. So let's stop assuming that a 12 year old can't come into your, you know, business organization and and serve in an apprenticeship Mm -hmm. and do just as much as, you know, somebody who's 20 years old. Let's really stop and look to them and see how we can bring them in, incorporate them, inspire them, but also learn from them. Like you said, they force us to look at it almost from, you know, different perspectives and ways we maybe hadn't thought of, which is a grand gift, yeah. mm-hmm. um, for development and, and that, advancement.
1: And I, I love the word apprenticeship too, because to me, it brings me back to a time where we knew that people that were younger than 18 could go and do stuff yes. that was important. Um, you know, you think about like uh, apprenticeship in a guild or, or something mm-hmm. like that. Like um, you know, here you would have like a kid that, you know, uh, grew up on, you know, in a rural type of type of area or something like that. And then they would just start working with an adult and something that they were interested in and both parties gained from it. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody would gain a helper and somebody would gain a teacher and, you know, they would learn stuff and they would actually be productive they didn't have to like, like 18 is not a magical gate at I which know. point right. you open up and can do stuff. You right. can do stuff when you are younger than that. You can do stuff all the way down. Yeah. And it used to be 10 years old is when you would start that. Yeah. I mean, that's just what you do.
0: Right. And and then we get on this whole topic about, you know, then everything was like, Oh, they're too young. Oh, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, no, they're not like, let's stop again. If they're not interested, they're not going to go there. But if they are, why would we put barriers or mm-hmm. close those gates and say, Nope, you you're not ready yet. You wait until we decide you're ready. And right. they're over here saying, no, we're ready now. So hopefully we're going to see that. Change. You know, we're going through a big shift and I think think there's a lot of shifts happening happening in uh, the world as a whole in the view of um, education, what true learning looks Mm -hmm. like, right? Because education and true learning, a lot of times you're talking about two different things. So what does it really mean to learn? What does it really mean to develop, you know what I mean? Applicable skills that will allow you to be successful in life Mm -hmm. no matter what you do. So it's, we're going in a direction, right? Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're definitely already headed in that direction, but hopefully there's a lot more of the world going to be joining us all soon. So,
2: And hopefully that'll be something that sticks. And, you know, we know they can do it. We know they can, you know, they're there. And if you let them do it, they will.
0: I think that it will not only stick, I think it will just be the transition.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it has to be. The world is changing. Right. The world is different. It is not what it was. <laughs> you cannot continue to move forward, you know what I mean, preparing mm-hmm. for a world that no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Yep. And honestly, I think that... that Heroes, students who come from places like Esteem and, and any other place that puts that um, that opportunity, that power back onto them, the ability yep. for them to take ownership mm-hmm. of that journey and, and to truly discover their passions and purpose and develop these solid life skills, you're just going to create a different breed of human being, right. and that will stick. And then they will mm-hmm. eventually rise up, you know what I mean, and, and take over these positions, and, mm-hmm. and then they will redefine, I think, the world yeah. that, that that we see moving forward. So
2: and I think it's something that you just let them do. I mean, you think the question is how do you push them or how much do you push them? I don't think we push them at all. I think we just give yeah. them the opportunity and let them, let them rise into it.
0: Agreed, and, and again, as we've stated before, I, when they're interested in it, you don't have to push them. Mm-hmm. You just simply need to I mean, If you feel like you way. have to
2: push them, then maybe it's not a good fit. Maybe it's not yeah. the right thing. Maybe stop right and time. ask yourself,
0: why am I pushing them? That's yeah. always the question I think that we as parents and, and just adults in general, why am I pushing this? Is it because mm-hmm. of them? Nine out of ten times, if not nine and a half, if not ten out of ten times, I would challenge that it's not about them; that it's about that mirror you want to look at and go, "Oh no, this is this is about me.
2: <laughs> this yep. is
0: something I want."
2: With maybe an exception of a little bit of laziness every once in a while.
0: What's well, your sometimes you <laughs> <just> teach <laughs> motive, so, like, motivation, right?
2: It's one of those things where, like, you know, oh, I had a bad day playing sports. So I'm going to quit the team. <laughs> no, no, you got to at least finish the season. So, <laughs> so maybe there's some sort of an rails, and, and, and Those are exactly guardrails some and boundaries guardrails to I learn. Say, "Yes, commitment and, you and you accountability." Have to go for a session you have to go for you know some some contracted period and after that if you decide not so much then take a break right don't okay. don't re-up the next session skip one beautiful do something and different to
0: me that is the prime example of what it means to truly um, turn over power to our children to define the life that they want in the mm-hmm. world that they live in while at the same time creating guardrails as young developing human beings that are trying to develop these skills that don't get them off track and then ultimately develop Bad mm-hmm. habits. Because it is one thing to explore something and then later no longer pursue it because you have figured out, I am not interested in this. I don't want to. It is very different to explore something, have a struggle, and then want to quit.
2: Yeah. Right. Or not That's, even a struggle. Or you know. Yeah. Guy told me I can't play today, so I'm not going to do it. Right. I'm, not, I'm just know, not going to do it. The whole no. um, the, the club thing with the Discovery Kids. You know, I'm going to do it this today. No, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to do this today. No, I'm not going to do it this one. Yeah. You know, that kind of in and out thing. You yeah. Know, I think there's a little bit of you know guardrails is a great term. Yeah. That is you know, you're you're going to do it for this period for this long. You commit After to that, you can Follow say, through,
0: right? And you, then exactly. you can make an informed decision. That's what I tell my boy. Yeah. It's not commi- a knee jerk. Ex- no, no and that,
2: exactly. that's a, a thing that we need to train out of us. Right. Knee that's, jerk reaction. That, you know? that skill
0: in and of itself, right. Mm-hmm. would be well, well <laughs> developed in, in the world as a whole like, is, is you can't do the knee jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. You need to stop. You need to allow those emotions to kind of feel and go through, do whatever you need to, and then come back with a clearer head to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And then also you need to realize when I've made a commitment, like you said, I need to set a specific goal or an out or at least, you know, a timeline that I'm mm-hmm. going to at least try. Because now I have the information I need to where the knee jerk isn't even an issue. Mm-hmm. Because I can just make an, a, a solid informed decision of what works for me and what doesn't work for exactly. me. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And I think that's part of what, that's one of the many things I like about the school. I mean, you, you got six weeks. At most, you got six weeks. After right. that, you, you got a week off and you come back and you figure out what your schedule is going to be and what your yep. sessions are going to be like the next
0: time. Mm-hmm. What you want to try.
2: So you know, you're know you not stuck for half a year or a whole year like yep. a traditional school.
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> that's just crazy. <laughs> this doesn't work, but let's keep doing it over and over right. and over and over again. No, I would lose my mind. So I, I wanted ahead.
1: to say one more thing, and, mm-hmm. and this is maybe a little bit niche, but in terms of mentorship, um, in anything that has to do with software, if your kids are interested in software, if you have a student that's interested in, in programming or any of that stuff, it has never been a better time. Um, you know, I, mm-hmm. uh, You can look out there and uh, most of the jobs out there are either uh, you know, a four year degree or equivalent experience now. Yes. Almost every major employer is doing that. And you can get experience without being in the business world. Um, they have, uh, through open source and open mm-hmm. source software, it has never been more accessible to find something that you're passionate about, find something that you love and then contribute to it. And then those, contribu- those contributions are so much of a better indicator I I will all like when I am like looking at people that are interviewing for jobs, I always look at that and, uh, you know, they say like, hey, I, I contributed to this project on GitHub or something like that. I will go look at that. And you can see there, it's not like a, if somebody is working for a business and stuff like that, oftentimes they don't publish their source. You can't see what that person has actually done. Yes. Now through, through open source and programming, you can see what that person did. You can see what their contribution was. You can see how they think behind the ways that they attempted to solve problems. And if you're just learning, Uh, you have an entire community that is eager to get you into it, so that way you can also help out with them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, as somebody that helps maintain an open source uh, uh, project, um, I can tell you that I am always excited when somebody files not only the issue and says, like, hey, this is a problem, but then they say, like, hey, how can I be, uh, how can I help fix this for me? Um, instead of just being like, uh, okay, here's a problem, like go go solve it sometime. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, horrible <laughs> Yeah. You, you, and then tell me when, to when I can do it. Say, yeah, here's, here's a problem, yeah. can you
0: fix it? No.
1: And so, you know, even if they have no experience with the project, um, you know, I, I love that to just be able to be like, hey, um, uh, here's some spots you can go look at here's a couple of uh, re- uh, uh, fixes that we've done in the past pull requests that are similar to what you're doing you can reference these you can look back and, and through the history uh, if you just look through the history of what's there you can also get a view of like how that project has fixed things in the past so I mean it's, it's wide open um, the gates are wide open is and there an
0: age entry component
1: no not at all I mean we have uh, I know that I know for a fact that there are 10 and 12 year olds that commit to really successful open source projects, Um, you know, and, um, you know, sometimes it's not like, uh, you know, like, like super corporate, like where they're solving like this enterprise problem. But, uh, you know, it could be anything from like, uh, creating like Minecraft levels, or, or, you know, anything from there, even into like, you know, actual like tools that get used for businesses. Um, I can't think of a couple off the top of my head, but I know for a fact that I have used stuff and benefited from open source software, uh, even in my job that was created by people that are significantly younger than me. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, yeah, it's never been a better time for that stuff. And the bar is—it's—it's it's so easy to get into it.
0: Right. And the thing is that you and, know when you talk about that a uh, four-year degree or real-world applicable, mm-hmm. you know, equivalent experience. And you think about that. Like, imagine, you know, you start this at 10 on open source, and you're continually working. working, By the time you're 18, you have a, a significant portfolio yep. body of work, of relevant experience, and a hell of a resume. I mean, you should
2: have a paying job by
0: then. Like, uh, yeah, 18, and then no, some, right? No, you're, but You're already you're, professional. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're, by 15, right? You're already in the, in the market, if not sooner. Yeah, so, I mean, and I think that that people sometimes forget that there's there's these very relevant and significant alternative paths Mm -hmm. for the future because again we're going into the future it doesn't look like it did yep not even 10 20 years definitely not you know 20 years ago but no you know barely even 10 years ago so um opening up these opportunities for for our children Mm -hmm. um to start if you see that interest and that passion and thank you for sharing you know that i think it's important and also tying back to the gamification the games today, and that's they 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 introduce all of these you know concepts from coding to you know programming in a very fun way that kids don't even realize that this is what they're learning, and then you can build upon that. I mean, yep. I was always impressed. I used to say, you know, my youngest learned basic math concepts from Team Umizoomi, and that's because <laughs> it was fun to watch and right. he enjoyed the songs, but yes. he really truly understood those concepts when it was all said and done because it was fun and gamified. Uh, and he was invested in playing that game. Yep. Yeah.
2: And, and even to take it beyond that, I mean, it's not necessarily just a software thing. I mean, all the electronics in general and science. I mean, we just saw a, an announcement of a, um, um oh, what was it? Uh, Guinness World Record for the youngest person to achieve nuclear fusion. Yes. Oh, Did it when yep. he was 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, I mean, I've seen stuff like that before. I mean, we've seen teenagers who have come up with cancer for cures for cancer. Yep. I mean I've seen you know um, like Wired magazine does a yearly you know eighteen and under like accomplishments. I mean there are people who have invented wallpaper that will generate electricity based on the sounds in the room
0: Oh, that's crazy right yeah. i mean <laughs>
2: there 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 is no limitation that you know are, are imposed on children, you know and no inherent limitations I mean it's strictly what we put on them yep I mean if they're if they're exposed to, and that's why I like to say it's you know it's all about exposure. you, you tell them they can do it and then they can, they can do it, yep
0: right. I think we're also in an interesting kind of um, middle ground with parents and technology and kids as a whole, right? Depending uh-huh. on the conversations you have, you will have those who are like, no, they should not be exposed at all, and it causes all these problems, and yada, yada, yada. Um, you've got those who are um, fearful, especially with, you know, the internet and mm-hmm. being open. I mean, we, we can put on parental controls, but there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, then you have those who are just like, go nuts, you know. Yeah. And so I, I think depending on where you fall in that spectrum probably determines really what type of exposure mm-hmm. your kids are, are going to have. So what, what would you say to that as far as like um, those concerns as a parent? How do you address them yourself? You know what I mean? Or limit exposure? Or are you just an open go for it? How, how do you so address-
2: the, the thing that I've, I, I try to impose is um, you know, be a creator, not a consumer. I mean, if mm-hmm. you're a straight consumer, if you're just watching YouTube, if you're just—that's all you're into, then no. Yeah. You get you, you get some pretty good guardrails. Uh, if you're a creator, if you're doing stuff, if you're making something, then you can have as much creative time as you want. Um, whether you're drawing on paper or drawing on a tablet, that's right. They're drawing the same. Time, right. Yeah. So so that doesn't count as screen time. That doesn't count as anything else. Um, gaming, I'm a little more in the middle. I mean, you can play Minecraft all you want, and you know there's a point of diminishing return. Yeah, it's creative, and it's it's creative, it's and, and to some degree. But uh, you know, then there's a point where it just slides down into consumerism, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm like, well, maybe not so much. Um, you know, we don't restrict websites. We haven't found things <laughs> yet. <so> right, <laughs> right. a, it, that's not a conversation that we've had yet, but.
0: Cool. You've got young. Didn't break me as yeah. good. But they told us it would. Just like they're telling, like, that that's just, and I'll go back to you, yeah. but that's the thing that I, I find kind of amusing sometimes where it's like, oh my God, they watch YouTube, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but you remember we were the TV generation because yeah. I binge watch a day yep. of shows. And back in our day, that was the thing, oh, it's going to rock your brain, oh, I was going to do mm-hmm. this. This is just their different outlet. Right. Right. No,
2: so. no different than Saturday morning cartoons and Captain Crunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So.
1: Um... With the caveat that I have young children, I think that one of the things is that uh, just also like what your experience with technology is and and uh, are you being purposeful with your kids and the technology that they have or are you like setting it and forgetting it? Like uh, in other words, like are you using it to train and inform your kids or are you using it as an escape for yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, I mean, I'll be the first to admit it in my low points. You know, it's, it's kind of an escape to, you know, like get just a breather to think and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but like, I think you have to be really careful of that. Um, I think the other thing too, um, you know, coming from an experience in higher ed and stuff like that, um, I think that it is important to model for them uh, what a good relationship with technology looks like. Um, you know, uh, I think that if you are not doing that, Um, it can be just like anything else that uh, can be used for good or for bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you leave, if you like, technology is a huge component of our everyday life. Mm -hmm. And if you just let them out there without having any experience with how to govern that for themselves you know, like they'll be left on their own to figure that stuff out. And that could go for good or for bad. But if you are intentional about it and you think about it, I think that that's super important because um, it shows like how you use your phone is how your kids will expect to use Mm -hmm. their phone. How you use, uh, you know, how how much time you spend on your laptop or watching TV is, you know, you're setting patterns for them, and um, you know it's very important um, with all of this balance stuff that people start talking about now with like Facebook and social media and all these different things. There can be so many pitfalls out there, and I think it's super important that we start uh, modeling for kids what that's like, so uh, helping them be. Uh, not just consumers, but creators, helping mm-hmm. them view technology as a tool, not just some place to go uh, spend time not at. Not
0: just a toy. Yeah, room. not mm-hmm.
1: just a toy. Helping people, uh, reinforcing that uh, social uh, media and interactions are good as long as they're also balanced with real world experiences and and real relationships is huge. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: and uh, I just I hope that we can do that all for our kids. Um, and not just uh, have it be something like, here, just go use it for a bit, you know, and right, come back.
0: Right. No, teaching
2: I, the escapism that yeah. we're trying not to do ourselves. <laughs>
0: right. And, you know, I think, I think that word intentional is important because I'll tell you as, as a mother myself, I have used technology for both purposes with my kids. Mm-hmm. Sometimes because I need a moment mm-hmm. and it's like, take this tool, <laughs> yep. distract yourself, do what you need to, because I need this moment. Right. Yep. And that's going to keep them distracted. Yep. But That's doable when you're intentional also with with helping them understand what this technology is for. mm -hmm. Like you, Bill, I mean, we don't impose um, hardcore what you can visit and what you can't visit. But we have, from a very, very early age, spoken to all of our boys about – um, what is acceptable and what is not mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. Um, about if you, you see something or you hear something that makes you feel weird then that's something you bring to our attention mm-hmm. yeah. and you share exactly. it with us yeah. and we'll tell you if this is something you need to not go any further with or it's something that's okay let's open a, an, an, a, a great conversation yes. mm-hmm. and uh-huh. because I don't have littles anymore I have all the way up to a teenager um then again being intentional about you know, we do, not all the time, we're not watching them and eyeing them, but we will check in periodically and we're looking mm-hmm. at search histories and just seeing and, yep. you know, and, and if you're intentional in that way, then it allows us to go back with a teenager. We've had some conversations about some search mm-hmm. histories of, now let's talk about what this is yeah. while you were there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, let's talk about why you don't want to maybe, you know, go down this rabbit yep. hole of technology and then let's talk about what it is that you were wanting to discover because yeah. that's really mm-hmm. um, the most important part. And, and when you open up those very intentional conversations, I find that all All of my sons are very responsible um, internet users. Each of them now are different in how much they use that technology. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, my young son, that is his world. He will (laughs) live on that computer and would prefer it, right? And so that's hard for me sometimes because it's like, get off, get off, get off. But then when I stop and I really look at all the amazing things he's doing, he's learned, he's taught himself the way he's communicating, it really is just where he's comfortable, right? Whereas my younger one, um, will bridge the gap. He is very good at self-regulating, even at nine. Mm -hmm. He definitely Mm -hmm. loves it. He loves watching the YouTube videos, but they're also creators. Mm -hmm. So they go that, it's almost like a resource and an inspiration and then they get all excited and they get a, Get yep. their tools and they, they start creating mm-hmm. yeah um and then my oldest son actually he, he, he likes it online and god knows they'll, they'll I, we used to do it all the time like where he talked for 12 hours <laughs> on the phone now they facetime for 12 right. hours on the mm-hmm. phone mm-hmm. but he much prefers also face-to-face interaction yeah. because mm-hmm. we take the time to do that not all the time i think you know sometimes parents get overwhelmed and feel that pressure of there's not enough time there's not enough time it doesn't have to happen every day yeah yep. It just has to happen Mm -hmm, and happen with, you know, very deliberate intention. And and when you model that, like, I agree, I think that helps our kids then see how to use this, this tool, this technology. I love the fact
1: that you said conversation too. I think that that's huge Mm -hmm. is don't just make it like a, you telling them, like talk Mm -hmm. to them about what it is that they're like, whether it's good or bad, like talk to them about what they're experiencing Mm -hmm. and, and figure that stuff out. Get to know your child in that way and it will be life changing
0: it will i say all the time mm. i have a 16 year old who still talks to me like i mean sometimes at night i'm like done and he'll come <laughs> in the bedroom and he's like chat chat down i'm like oh my god he's not going to stop talking but i'm so excited because you know how many times have you heard the stories where you know now they've got this teenager who's locked up in the room and they never hear right. they don't know and mm, it's like it's despair yeah <laughs> exactly and and so but it's because there's always been that open dialogue of conversation not yeah. just talking at them mm-hmm. you know i've told my boys from a very young age you have a seat at the table, come mm-hmm. with your arguments, come with your you know, your challenge, come with that. Mm-hmm. Don't come with because I don't like it or because I want right. it this way, that's yeah. not a you know, yep. valid argument. But if you can come to the table and articulate and, and mm-hmm. have a conversation, if it's reasonable, nine out of 10 times you're going to find a reasonable person yep. who's gonna be like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes mm-hmm. I get to be mom and I get to say yep. no, whether yep. you like it or not. And you have to learn how to do both and sometimes accept it. But,
2: but they've had the chance to present their argument Uh and have the conversation.
0: Sometimes they'll get
1: overruled, but you still have the opportunity. Mm And you've
0: been heard. You have a voice Mm -hmm. and it's always important to have a voice in the conversation.
1: And please, parents, teach them that now because there are adults that I work with that are not that articulate. Yes, (laughs) exactly.
0: Exactly.
2: (laughs) And then the last thing I was going to say is um, teaching behavior online. I mean yes. learning not to be a troll learning yes. that you shouldn't well, say something online not that having you should say it. exactly in person. exactly. You know, they say that's one of the big things is you know some of these people you know if they were to say it out loud and they'd get that punch in the mouth you know they wouldn't do that again. Yeah. But now we're seeing all this trolling and all this behavior yeah. that's just not acceptable in the real world that they don't learn. Yep. So right. now you've got kind of two different personas. I mean you might, you know, not be this little meek or just, you know, whatever you are, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it's not, maybe you're still, you know, uh, out there in a, type a or something, but online you're completely different. Right. And it's, you know, they don't translate.
0: I think that's just a good rule of thumb. If you can't mm-hmm. look me in the eyes and say mm-hmm. it, then you, you, right. you shouldn't say it at all. Yes. Yep. And I also teach my boys, don't ever say anything online that you don't want to have repeated back to you.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Because if you say it, it's there. Yep. So, and you shouldn't do that in person or, but especially online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So where should then students or, you know what, maybe even parents who might need some support, um, be looking, f- you know, for up to date innovation, inspiration, leadership opportunities. I know you mentioned the open source. That's really cool. Yeah. You yeah. know Tool. Any other,
2: there's lots of forms. I mean, Reddit, um, mm-hmm. e- even beyond just the online um, environments, um, meetups, I mean, you know, find groups yeah. of people who are in you know are of our, of a like mind on a topic and, you know, go. I mean, go 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 meet people and go do things. And you know, that's. I was doing a self-driving car for a long time just because I found some people who were talking about. It. I'm like, cool, let's go. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Buy a car, make it drive. Ooh, it
0: works. So, where do you find your meetups? Where do you where do you go?
2: Meetup.com. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a repository. I mean, that's you know, drones, rockets, mm-hmm. everything. I mean, even non-technical stuff. Yep. I mean. Skateboarding. Literature, reading, I mean anything. I mean basically it's just you know, it's, it's it's like posting it on a board in a place like, Hey, come come visit with us. We're we're here every Tuesday nights from six to eight.
0: Right. You know what I'm 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 loving that as the direction we go, because again, you know, we're working towards, you know, building our, our facility, right? Our co learning community. And we keep talking a lot about this, you know, co learning and, mm-hmm. and what is co learning. And it's really not a complicated mm-hmm. concept. It's just people coming together with shared passions, shared skills, shared knowledge, or, you know what I mean, or not, you know what I mean? But just sharing those stuff with each other and saying, hey, I know how to do this, so I'll give this to you. And you're like, oh, that's cool. And, well, I know how to do this, so I'm going to mm-hmm. share this with you. And now we both know more than we did before we came mm-hmm. together. Um, and I think you see that happening. Like, obviously, Meetup is, you know, one of those places, but I think you're starting to see that happen, too. Um, post, you know, during this pandemic, because you got now learning pods that are coming into yep. play, and the learning pods are really, you know, kind of mm-hmm. fascinating to watch people understand what learning, you know, pods are, um, and then, uh, you know, as we getting those parents together, I think sometimes parents do forget. Like, it's okay. We can start clubs. We can, yeah. you know, still learn together, and and mm-hmm. even kid parent clubs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, where we come together and learn with our kids and share our yeah. passions. So for sure, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, I would echo all the same things that Bill echoed, Um, you know, and then just, uh, you know, like I think meetups are a great spot. Um, I think that uh, just engaging with uh, people that you find online that are doing the same thing, finding a, a subreddit or something that you're interested in, Um, just, just dive into it. And I think that the biggest thing there that we miss is just, uh, you know, and, and the younger, the kid, the less they'll have a problem with this is just be bold and jump into it and don't worry about what people are going to think of you. Mm -hmm. Um, because nine times out of 10, you're thinking something worse about yourself than, than what other people are. Um, and, uh, you know, everyone starts somewhere and the communities that are good at that, understand that. And the places where you want to be, will understand that. Um, the only other thing I was going to add is, um, you know there's more companies than ever at least before COVID, are doing internships and stuff like that i know it's an old kind of an old thing so it's not like it's brand new or anything like that but um you know for people that are interested in you know, biology or chemistry or, you know, different things like that, where you need a lot of training and you need a lot of education stuff like that, you know, jump into that stuff early. And, um, if something doesn't work out, don't be afraid to, uh, don't make that, let you stop trying other places. Mm -hmm. Like every company has their own culture and some of them are going to be more successful at promoting internships and really doing what they ought to do with them and and teaching and learning. You know, sometimes you'll get a place that just views you as like grunt labor or something Mm -hmm. like that. Don't let that stop you from trying somewhere else. You'll find a spot. that works for you, and it will be neat.
0: All right, well, um, although he's here at the end of the podcast. (laughs) Uh, um, I just wanted to thank you very much for such a fun, informative conversation. Um, I've definitely enjoyed spending the afternoon with you gentlemen, and hopefully our listeners, and Emmanuel, when he plays it back and can hear, hopefully he enjoys it Um, well. I'm gonna invite you all to join us again next month for a new topic and special guest. Um, and in the meantime, you can keep up on all of our adventures here at Esteem Academy. You can follow us, obviously, here on Facebook, where we always report our, uh, go live with our podcast recordings. Um, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, we're on all of those. You also can feel free to jump over to our website, esteemacademy.com. And Esteem is spelled E-S-T-E-A-M.com to check out our new parent blog. You can join our mailing list, or you can even just shoot us an email Um, to get some more information, or if you've got an idea for a topic you want us to dive in and explore here on the podcast, we'd be happy to do that as well. But until next time, I am your host guide, Nicole. Uh, Let's say thank you to Bill and Aaron for joining me again, and we will see you on the next episode of Old School, New School. Have a good one. Bye, guys.